Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Lore Sports proudly brings to you the best racing podcast in the world. Now, here's your host, Lauren Leach, the color guy, Mark Allen, the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Hey, Loose Lug Nation, welcome to episode number 89 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Mark, when I think of the 89, I think of Brad J.J. Miller, a friend of the program down at, uh, I guess I I was going to say Slinger, but he kind of races all over. Dirt Kings, he's racing dirt, he races a little bit of everything. Truck, so racing a bunch of things down there, we have to have him on. You know, speaking of Brad, down at Slinger Nationals, he wanted me to interview him. He finished ninth down there. It was going to be late night with him and uh, Ricky Baker. And uh, that sure would have been interesting. So I'm looking forward to catching up with Brad again. Uh, but also I think of Bobby Wattier, Jason Vandenberg, Morgan Shepard, Neil Castles, Buck Baker. How about Jim Sauter? Um, that was a pretty cool 89 car. Joe Lee Johnson and Buddy Schumann. Who do you got, buddy? Hey, yeah, when you mentioned Jim Sauter, man, remember that one? It was a white car with red and blue. Um, pretty cool that he was an 89. Hey, uh, how about Mike Egan? He runs down mostly Slinger down that way. But, yeah, you scooped up all the 89s on me, man. That's pretty much what I got. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's some good ones there. So we hit a pretty good number. Not a bad number. There's been ones out there that's been less than that, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, we are not going to have a guest on today, uh, but we're going to recap the New Hampshire weekend and talk a little short track racing. So let's get right into it here. Mark, the Xfinity Series started the weekend at New Hampshire. Boy, what a hell of a battle with Elgair Nemechek for the lead there in Stage 1. That was good stuff, man. They were sitting there door handle, the door handle giving her. And, uh, yeah, that was good racing. I jot that on the note saying that was good stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Hacker would spin with five to go. Elgeyer would win the stage over Nemechek, Custer, Chandler Smith, Barry, Jones, Dylan, Mayer, Hemrick, and Hill. Yeah, with four to go when Hacker spun, his spotter kept saying, break, 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 you know. And he didn't he didn't spin the wheels or whatever, you know, just a little bit. Like, uh, you see the cup guys will actually turn the wheel a little bit. But he actually wore them down, right down, so he blew both right side tires out. It actually destroyed the car just by staying on the brake there. So, yeah, just like I saw the spotter tell him to brake, so he broke until he uh, cut uh, blew both tires out on the right side. Yeah. Uh, in stage two, a stack up on one of the restarts there. Big wreck. Uh, Elgeyer, Kligerman, Alfredo, Perkins, others involved there. Elgeyer was in the back due to a penalty in the pits. Yeah, and a big old whammo there. So, yeah, that's uh, another pileup. New Hampshire has a way of piling them up, man. They're just like, you know, it seems to be them long straightaways, and it's like being in a bowling alley. You know where to go, and you crash them. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good analogy there, buddy. I didn't think about that one, but that's exactly right. Yeah, it's like a bowling alley, and the gutters are on each side, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mozak got loose and brushed the wall, and then Sammy Smith would win the stage over Retzloff, Creed, Jones, Williams, Elgire, Graf, Nemechek, Dylan, and Chandler Smith. Yeah, Mo Mozak still tried to learn, man, by destroying race cars. So, yeah, he crinkled up another one. So, he's got to keep right on learning. Yep, learning experience for sure. 
Uh, Herps puts himself and Dylan in the wall coming out of turn four. I don't think he saw Austin was there. It looked like uh, cleared himself right up there and into the wall he went. Yeah, Dylan had nowhere to go. He just ran him right up into the wall and, and turned Herps right into the wall, and he was done. Yep. Uh, Barry gets into Kyle Sieg, and Sieg goes around there. And then what a save by Jones, man. Yeah, all the way around the corner, man, and showed that he's a wheel, man. That was a hell of a save there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Barry had a pit with a bad rub later on, and then Retzloff hammers the wall. Yeah, that car was hurt pretty bad, turned around. That was, it was with nine to go, so that tightened everything right up there for the finish. Yep. Uh, Sammy Smith gets into Mayer, who goes around. Graf, Mozak, Dylan, others get collected. Another big pileup, man, right at the end there. So, yep, that's how that one went. Bad. Graf was on fire after that one. They were yelling for him to get out, get out. He was on fire. But, yeah. you know, it started when Allgaier went down on the apron and made it three wide, and that actually all the other ones had just a different angle on there, and, and they all made contact, and it was on. <laughs> it was on. Uh, Creed and Custer make contact, and they go around as the white flag comes out. That would end the race because the leader took the checkered by the time this happened. Nemechek wins the race over Chandler Smith, Hill, Hemrick, Sammy Smith, Elgire, Burton, Williams, Moffitt, and Massey. So a few drivers' names that you don't hear quite a bit up inside the top ten there. Pretty cool. Yeah, Mason Massey, you know, gets a gets a tenth. And, you know, Josh Williams, he got an eighth. And Jed, Jed Burton was up there also, you know. So that's two in a row for Nemechek. And uh, Chandler Smith was calling for medical because his uh, cool suit didn't work, and he was he was laying on the ground, and they were trying to get some fluids into him. So, um, yeah, they say them cool suits don't work very good once when they uh, malfunction. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it's just uh, boiling water at that point, encircling boiling water. So that sounds like fun. Yeah, <laughs> especially at a hot racetrack. So. Yep, he held on and got a second place out of it, but, man, he needed, he needed to get cooled off real fast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, then the Cup Series at New Hampshire, uh, Elmendinger would spin, and then shortly after, Bush hammers the wall. LaJoy does as well. Looked like something might have been on the track there. Yeah, that's a possibility. Hey, yeah, we ran this race on Monday, you know. NASCAR put out a cartoon saying, if you need uh, rain in your area, just schedule the race to be in your area, and uh, they'll bring the rain. I think the Tundra Series can do that around here in Wisconsin, too. Just joking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Truex wins the first stage over Byron, Reddick, Elmerola, Blaney, Bell, Hamlin, Suarez, Logano, and McDowell. Yeah, so once one Kyle Busch, he uh, when he wrecked, he uh, he had seven top tens in a row, man. Until he he absolutely really destroyed the car. He backed it in, crashed her pretty good, and then hey, during that uh, during that uh, pit stop there, then Reddick got caught speeding. So um, some of these penalties are starting to come back around here on pit road. Yep, yep, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I know you have been a big proponent of, of that and talked about it quite a bit. Of you can't make mistakes on pit road, man. Yeah, and it costs you pretty much every time. The later it is in the race, the more it hurts. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Busher, Harvick, and Gibbs go three wide. Gibbs gets sent up the track, and then uh, 
Byron and Haley make contact on pit road. It looked like that was the 24 team's fault there. And he also found out tonight that that would crack the splitter on that car, and that's why the 24 was not very uh, much performance uh, for that race after that crack splitter. Uh, Jones goes around after brushing the wall, and then El Marola has a loose wheel and wrecks. How did that tire not fly off the vehicle? But did you see the nut fly off? And uh, it hit the wall. I'd hate to. I'd hate to see that nut go flying into the fence. And depending on the fence, to stop that super fast spinning nut that was on there. But uh, yeah, the tire was already on its way out. And then uh, yeah, he uh, made good contact with the wall. Yep. Uh, Truex sweeps the stages over Larson, Logano, Blaney, Hamlin, Harvick, Bowman, Kozlowski, Reddick, and Bell. Yep, so that was your traditional fast ones. The top three were top four. Looked like they were the ones that would be the ones to beat for this one. Yeah. Uh, Gregson has an issue and hammers the wall. Looks like that might uh, have been another wheel coming off or, or something like that in the right front. It looked like St. Louis again, man. He went right straight into the wall. Same thing. This time he walked away from last time. It dinged him for a couple weeks. Absolutely. Yeah, they mentioned that as well. Uh Man, there were some big hits there at New Hampshire. Oh yes, yes. You you're flying down them front uh, down them straightaways, man. You're moving when you're coming into the corner. No, no doubt, man. Uh, Bowman and Gibbs make contact. Bowman makes contact with Jones and maybe McDowell, but saves it. And then a caution came out for just people banging off each other. Like, well, that was a useless caution, but uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bell hits the wall there. I believe that was in three and four. Uh, unfortunate for the defending winner of the race. Yeah, for sure. Hey, before that, though, man, there was a, a penalty on uh, Blaney when he ran over the hose. They dropped the jacket. The dude was still standing there, and he ran the hose over, and his day was over. That's got to be so frustrating. You know, Blaney had a shot. He was he was racing with, with Truex, you know, and all of a sudden when he ran over the hose in that third stage, he was done he couldn't get back from that no in a place like that track position is so key yeah so that killed him that was the end of the day for them lucky he's got a stage win or got a, a victory man so he get in the playoffs but uh yeah that's just like taking a bubble and just pop you're done <laughs> you are not going to recover from that yep uh true x would go on and win the race so he won both stages and the race over logano Larson, Harvick, Kozlowski, Reddick, Hamlin, Wallace, Dillon, and Briscoe. Nice pick for you, Mark, uh, on the Truex pick there. And, boy, that last restart, though, Logano kind of hung with them. Yeah, he was hanging right there, you know. But, uh, yeah, so Truex led 254 laps, so that kind of was a domination. It's his 30th, 30th time try to try to win this race. He finally got it on his 30th try. Hey, wasn't that something how the groove was working on that racetrack? There was nothing down low, and as the race went on, they just kept going higher and higher. Um, I mean, that's how Kyle Busch, he tried to do higher, and he, he lost it right away. Um, some of them guys were really uh, loose in and driving up into the marbles of the old track. So it was amazing how the, um, the, the groove moved all the way up the track like that. Yeah, and I feel like uh, as it's aged or the new car maybe it is, 
the entry is always interesting where people slide up there. And if someone's on your outside, you know, you saw McDowell and Priest have a good battle near the end. And McDowell ended up cleaning Priest out. And they had a discussion after um, there. And, and Priest initially didn't want to hear it, but McDowell was sorry. And McDowell, I got to give McDowell credit. He chased Priest down to say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. So um, kind of a interesting but good moment at the end. Yeah, we walked up to talk to him. Priest didn't want nothing to do with him, but I could just imagine McDowell was saying, dude, it was me, it was me, and on. Uh, Priest actually stopped and listened to him, and I guess they were smiling when they were all done. <laughs> they had the discussion over with, so he kind of calmed him down. So, yeah. hey, how about the trophy there, man? How about that great big lobster, man? Guess what? I wouldn't go out of that place. I'd have a big kettle, man. I'd be, I'd be licking my chops eating lobster, a fresh one like that. Ooh. Is, wasn't it uh, Denny Hamlin where he's scared of it? So when he wins there, he like it takes him a while to grab a hold of that thing. Crab, crabosis or something? I don't know. There's some some fear or <laughs> something or other. But uh, yeah, you better make sure you got good rubber bands on there. Yeah, he even Truex even took a bite out of the claw. So is this going to become a tradition now that we're going to be we're going to be clawed claw, claw biting here? But uh, <laughs> what a trophy though, man! That is a monster lobster. Yeah, that's pretty cool. In fact, uh, one of my memories popped up just the other day. Uh, must have been when we were heading to either Madison or Jefferson. Um, we stopped over in Cambridge at the Mackenzie store that was there uh, a few years ago. And there is, uh, it's got to be a different one. Maybe it's stuffed or something, but there's a lobster, there was a lobster in there from him winning at New Hampshire. And that thing was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's where they get them fresh over there, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but a pretty good weekend over in New Hampshire. Unfortunately, like you said, weather delayed that cup race to Monday there, but pretty good race. You know, there was some times when there was guys that took two tires. You know, that was back in stage two. You know, Larson and, and Logano and Harvick all did that. Hey, they got good finishes out of that. Um, El Marola, do you remember I told you he was a dark horse for New Hampshire? He was leading at the time once when that tire came on. And, uh, yeah, it's something El Marola says, how does that happen? They said, uh, loose tire. <laughs> and he probably didn't want to hear that. So, yeah, good racing. New Hampshire puts out a good good show up there. That was all right. Well, and I heard that El Marola said, um, you know, something's wrong. Are we sure we got it tight? And they came back and said, yep, it's tight. and it wasn't. You look at the pit before that, then two guys were screwing around on that bag end and they just couldn't get that thing seated in there. You know, uh, then they came on a little bit later and they had a diagram, you know, of, of how the car works. NBC does a great job of showing some illustrations of how that works and how that locks in there. And if you don't get it on there right, well, it doesn't lock the hub on it. Yeah, it's amazing the tire even hangs on that long. It's amazing in itself there, but... Uh, um, yeah, we consider that tire to be uh, towed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, but a great uh, weekend there over in New Hampshire. I like that track. Um, you know, back in the day, they used to test here at Milwaukee to go over to uh, New Hampshire there. And I wish I could have went to a couple of those tests. Uh, I know Dale Jr. made it one year unexpectedly, and I wish I would have knew about that. And um I, I just hope uh, Milwaukee can can make it back because watching that New Hampshire made me think of Milwaukee a little bit. Yeah, there's times when people in Milwaukee, when I lived down there, they'd, they'd be going down Greenfield Avenue and says, hey, there's a race car on. And people would be standing over there, you know, uh, 
uh, over on the corner there, and they'd be sitting there because they'd get a little bird's eye view of the racetrack. And uh, yeah, it was a big deal back in the day when they tested once when somebody came in. Everybody in town kind of heard about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm already starting to think about Milwaukee on August 27th with that uh, truck race, the ARCA race. Uh, I'm starting to get excited. We're just over a month away, man. It'll be here before you know it, man, for sure. Yep, we're going to be in Milwaukee here pretty soon coming down the line. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, let's uh, talk a little bit short track racing here. We got a couple of events coming up here. The Deachins Memorial Weekend over in Walsall at State Park Speedway Friday with the Big 8 Series and supporting divisions. And then also uh, Saturday with uh, the Midwest Tour and supporting divisions. This is looking to be a great weekend, man. For sure. It always puts out a good show. The thing about back in the day, it seemed like uh, Wausau always had like the May race, one of the first races of the year. And it was <laughs> for some reason up there. So summer doesn't set in or spring doesn't set in up there until the middle of June. So it was always bad weather. So they, Hey, they, uh, they worked it together with the, uh, with the Deegan's Memorial. So they get a July race and a uh, perfect time of year to be up in Wausau. So should be a good one. Weather looks Pretty good, pretty decent. I think uh, it'll be a good show. Yeah, and, you know, um, thinking about uh, Wausau there, the thing that always intrigued me about Wausau, it's who can get through the bumps the best, especially I always kind of sit down more towards three and four, at least I did the last time. It's really noticeable, the bumps in the corner there, uh, but they kind of redid the the corners there, so it's going to be interesting to see how this all works out with the new pavement or asphalt that they put down. Yep, so it'll be a, a new look on there. But, uh, yeah, nice little bull ring. like Wausau a lot, man. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. And then uh, tomorrow night, another edition of Thursday Night Thunder for the Fox River L Racing Club. Uh, last week was an awesome white race uh, event there. Um, in the street stock division, Tom Moore took the win. He was super pumped when I was interviewing him. He never thought he'd get a win on uh, – asphalt i guess you'll say pavement uh because he races a lot of dirt so he was uh he was pretty emotional and pumped up in in victory lane there uh how about sport truck jason plutz made his return back and he was dominant in that 96 truck i asked him if he was going to go full-time uh anytime soon again and he says nope it'll just be part-time so part-time schedule for that 96 machine uh brandon reichenberger got a popular win in the late model division he uh He's finished second and third quite a bit there, so nice to see Brandon get back to victory lane in the late model. Uh, Eli Schomer was the initial winner. He went back-to-back, -back, but actually Justin Fickle takes the win after uh, technical inspection there. Don't know much information about that, but Justin Fickle is now listed as the winner. Uh, two super late model features. The first one was won by R.J. Braun. I tell you what, he comes up here and he runs pretty good, so no surprise there. The second one was won by Sawyer Efforts, and the overall win went to Sawyer Efforts as well. I believe that's his, what, fifth win on the season already. He is one of the hottest drivers in the state, if not the country, for sure. And then Rustler Becky took home uh, the figure eight win to end the evening there at Wisconsin International Raceway, but it was an awesome night, man. 
Yeah, Rockstar also won the uh, best burnout of the year too. He re <laughs> he really smoked up the place. That was <laughs> that was an intense figure eight race, man. That was all timing or like that. We were holding our breath on that one. Hey, that Jason Plutz, man. Every time he shows up at the track, man, he always wins. You know, it seems like he's always the factor that's always there. Hey. One guys that I really enjoy being around, and they probably have the most fun of any pit crew out there, and that is R.J. Braun. That that crew is just a bunch of uh, jokesters, and they love it, and they're happy, and man, life is so good for them. And I enjoy being in their pit, man, for sure. And uh, Sawyer efforts, man. <laughs> wow, man, you he couldn't buy a victory, and then you and I go over there, and we sprinkled some good luck dust on their floor over there, and. Uh, Holy smokes, um, <laughs> they've been performing. I didn't know about Eli Schomer. I didn't know about that. That was the best race of the whole night. Um, unfortunately, he got it in tech. So all in all, another another great night. Hey, week 10 is tomorrow night, dude. Awesome. Week 10 out of 16, we've uh, ran everyone. We have we were dodging weather all year long, being fortunate there. Nobody says the R word, so we just keep right on going. So, yep, looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, maybe a little bit on the cool side tomorrow night. So, hey, we're getting a break from the heat from everybody else's suffering in this country. With Yeah, and, you know, we're going to have uh, Eli Schomer on in August, I believe. So we're going to have him on. Also, the Brawns we're looking to have on. So Rob, RJ, um, and, and the, the Braun Racing crew. So we're looking to have them on in the, in the near future too. I know Sawyer Efforts is looking to get back on to talk about his season. Why wouldn't he want to talk about his season after the the uh, start that he's had, man? Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah, we'll get some guys on here and we'll be talking to them. Hey, how about how about uh, Fenhouse winning down at Iowa, man? He wins that ARCA race. And, uh, boy, he was happy. Good for him, Uh you know, got defeated down at Sling, and he was down a little bit, but no better way to get it bounced back with a good victory down there in Iowa. I saw that, and I was happy for him. You know, you felt bad for him at Slinger Nationals. Great for Ty, um, who, by the way, we reached out to Ty, and I reached out to Ty and Luke both, and unfortunately they are unable to make it on tonight. But, yeah, super happy for Luke to get that win. You know, it was almost exactly reverse of what happened at Slinger. It looked like Sawalich was going to take the win at Iowa kind of like Luke was at Slinger. Caution comes out with four to go or whatever it was, and Luke uh, took home the green-white checker there. And exact replica of Slinger just kind of reverse finishes for Luke there. So congratulations to him on taking that win. And that's a bigger win than you would think because that was a combined series. So Arca Menard series and Arca East was a part of that show there. So that's a huge win. That's like winning a doubleheader in baseball, ain't it? Probably bigger than that. Probably bigger than that. So good for him. Hey, IndyCar is there this Sunday, and it's on regular TV, man. So uh, while I'm in the campsite, I'm going to hook up the TV, and I'm going to watch Indy. I have a feeling that the IndyCar race at Iowa is on the bucket list for next year on the fun tour. I think that's going to happen. I'm on board with that. You and I have talked about going to Iowa for the IndyCar race, so I'd be on board with that. Yep, I think that would be just super exciting. As much as we like Iowa, and I've always said, boy, I'd like to see the Indy cars rip around this place live. And I have a feeling you just might see us down there in Iowa next year. Yeah, and and you know what? They always have concerts there, it seems like, too. The concert lineup this weekend is 
awesome. I'm not really, I'm not a country fan, but um, uh, I forget who's all down there. Zach Brown band is down there. Um, Ken, Kenny Chesney is there. That, that that's just amazing in itself. And is it Miranda Lambert? I think she's might be. Is that her? Uh, Carrie one Underwood, I think, is the other. Oh, one, that's right? maybe one of them. Yeah. So wow, them are big, big names, man. And I tell you what, big concerts like that with a race ticket in Iowa. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't get much better than that, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think for sure that's going to be on the schedule next year. Let's yeah. do it. Oh yeah, let's let's start thinking about that now because that's a a good um, opportunity there. Hey, I I just pulled it up. It's Carrie Underwood pre race on Saturday, uh, Kenny Chesney post race on Saturday, Zach Brown Band is pre race on Sunday, and Ed Sheeran is post race on Sunday. So that's a pretty damn good lineup, man. You know what? If they're gonna do entertainment like that, they can get Iowa back on the map, dude, and and it should be back on the map. And uh, people would support it. I tell you what, if Cup got there and they built another exit on Interstate 80 and put some more seats in there, they would be standing room only out there. I think back to our Iowa days. Iowa Speedway is so cool. It's hard to explain to people because it races like uh, intermediate, but yet it races like a short track at the same time. And I think back to when you and I went in 2012 and saw Brent Kirshner take home the win on Friday night with the super late models in the Midwest tour. And then Saturday night we saw Ryan Blaney take his first NASCAR win. Um, and look what he's doing at the cup level. So, and then even in 17, when we saw Ty uh, get his first Xfinity series start down there. Um, and then we saw John Hunter Nemechek take advantage of a late race caution, put tires on and win the next night. I mean, Iowa Speedway puts on a heck of a show and, um, it should be on the map. You and I talk about that all the time. Yeah, for sure. And who won the who won the Xfinity race the next night? Do you remember that? Um, engine, engine number nine. nine. William Byron. There you go, man. So, yep, and that was a good race. And we brought our ladies with us, and I think they had more fun than we did. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was good. We got we went downtown Newton, and we kind of looked around the town, around the center square, and everything like that, and. There's a whole bunch of Midwest hospitality there, man. Just that was super, super place, friendly people. It's worth going there for sure. Yeah, and and I think uh, that was Byron's first win, or maybe it was his, I think it was his first Xfinity Series win. Um, I think he went back-to-back. Didn't he win Daytona the next weekend uh, for his second? Yep, yep. So he he was on his way to uh, stardom. You know, that was the – Take it off through the ranks to get to the top for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up quick to see because I'm pretty sure that was his first uh first win there. So it was it was Byron's first win. So we saw Blaney gets his first NASCAR win period in the top three series, and then we see Byron take his first Xfinity series win. Uh man, we've had some good times uh down there and it it should be on the map. But you and I have talked about getting back for it uh IndyCar, excuse me. So let's uh, let's start thinking about that. All right. Hopefully, Fester will be at the hotel and we can say hi to all those guys from Wisconsin. We kept him up late, and we ended up staying awful late up at the uh, entrance of the hotel, and we were up till like four in the morning. And poor uh, poor Fester couldn't go to bed that night. <laughs> so Elmer, Elmer. Elmer, Elmer was his name, not Fester. Elmer. <laughs> 
Yeah, they have a little cot Fester. in the back room. Yeah, he got up in there. Who is Fester? It's been so long. That's that's from 2012, dude. That's been 10 years ago. The mind's going. But anyway, yeah, Elmer, he was trying to sleep in a cot in the back room. And uh, I think he looked at the directory and found out we were all from Wisconsin. So he knew he wasn't going to get no sleep that night. Oh, man. Monday Motorsports uh, crew was there. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but Monday Motorsports was there. And then the uh, Vandergeese crew with Weinkovs came in and we were uh, we were having a good old time in the library. And that uh, mantle was full of adult beverage, uh, empty adult beverage cans. Yeah, there was a pyramid that was up on the uh, on the mantle. So we, we did a good job. And um, yeah, they served a good breakfast, and we all kind of slowly went home. You and I, we went off to Joliet, and we yeah. went to go watch. We went to go watch uh, Keselowski go win at Joliet, Chicagoland. And Brad Keselowski went on to win the Cup Series championship that year as well, which also has me thinking. The next time I went back to Chicago in 2017, Dale Junior's last year, Martin Truex won the Chicago race and went on to win the championship. So I've each time I've been to Chicago, I've seen the champion win the race. So there's something to that. That some races where these guys win these races. I think it used to be uh, Indianapolis on the Oval. It seemed like for years that whoever won that race was end up being a champion. It was like year after year, whoever performed at that IndyCar race ended up being the champ. So amazing stuff there. Boy, talk about a flashback there. That's uh, that's some good times. That puts a smile on my face, man. But uh, coming back a little bit, yeah, congrats to, to Luke um, on winning that Iowa race. Huge congrats to all the winners at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway this past week. Um, also, uh, you were talking about Russ Lerbecki before he went into Luke there at Iowa. Uh, thinking about the Lerbecki family with Russ's mom uh, having that procedure there, and he was – uh, pretty emotional victory lane as well. So thinking about the Lurbecki family. Yep, she's home though. So that's uh, some of the prayers have been answered, and she's home now. A little bit of recovery, but I send her a video every once in a while of her of her boy winning the race. That's got to make her feel good. So that's why it's out there for her. Yeah, and uh, hey, I'm already thinking about uh, the Dixieland. Uh, you know, coming up on August first. Is that is it first? It is August first. Yes, sir. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was first or second. So August 1st there, they just put out the schedule for that with the um, Stars and Midwest Tour. Um, I'm already looking forward to that at Wisconsin International Raceway. That's another crown jewel race event. So uh, hoping to see a good field for that one. Yeah, I was just at the ASA Stars race down at Anderson. First time down there. Hey, but, uh, I'll tell you what, there's a bucket list place down there, a really nice facility. You could tell that it's been around for a while, uh, but uh, um, it reminds you of Slinger in many ways. Um, they get around there. 400 laps goes really fast there, man. <laughs> they, they go around there. Super, uh, super show. Also, they had the 50th annual ASA reunion down there, and they set that all up and for a little bit of extra. We ended up in there in the tunnel or in the, in the um the tent that was there and they served food and there was question and answering and there was live interviews and autographs and, and a lot of talk and commotion and, you know, got to see some, some of the uh, pioneers of the ASA series from way back when, man, we got to run into a whole bunch of them. So super, super good show down at Anderson, man. Um, if, 
If you need to go to a racetrack and you haven't been there yet, I recommend you go there and check that place out. Let me ask you this because it's always, it feels like it's competing against Slinger all the time for the world's fastest quarter mile. Um, did it seem just as fast as Slinger, faster than Slinger? You've been to Slinger a bunch. What was your first thoughts of Anderson? They run a second slower around with the super lates. The main reason why they say they're the fastest, they ran a sprint car around there like 9.4 seconds. Um, Slinger's got something like 10 seconds, so that's where they get to proclaim that. Um, all in all, it's a little bit tighter, you know, and once you see turn two, you know, at Slinger where you can get off the track up in turn two, well, that's all one big solid wall there. Um, um, didn't see... Too much, too, uh, just some little rubs here or there. Didn't see nothing catastrophic, but yeah, they fly around that place, man. The laps went fast. They started, they started at seven forty, and they were done by nine forty. So in two hours, we ran a, a four hundred lap race. So it was just about getting dark out and good crowd. Um, yeah, all in all, good place, good, good place to go, man. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, good that uh, you got to do that there, Ida fun weekend over in minneapolis so good to get away a little bit and uh regroup for the stretch run here um yeah we, we got some exciting stuff there so we just talked about uh dixieland coming up uh this weekend is the deachins this thursday night the weekly race at uh wisconsin international raceway with the fox river racing club also road america is coming up on the 29th so that's next saturday uh, they're there, and the Tundra race is up in Norway on the 29th there. So there's two more big events coming up. So, yeah, if you're a race fan, wherever you are, there's no excuse to not go out there and support your local racetrack. No doubt. Um, well, Mark, let's uh, kind of back up a little bit and make our picks for Pocono with NASCAR coming up here. Uh, the truck series, you get to pick first. The defending winner of this race is Chandler Smith, so he will not be in the race. So, yeah, two weeks ago you beat me with a Zane Smith pick, so then I get first pick here. Hey, I'm going to finish out the guy that I've used twice already. I'll use him the third time. It's his last time he's eligible to run in the truck series. I got to run with Kyle Busch, man, and he runs good at Pocono, and and that's what I'm going to fire up with you at Pocono at 11 o'clock, doubleheader this weekend, man, between the two. So get your rest. You know how them doubleheaders are. So, <laughs> yep, at 11 o'clock in the morning is the truck race on FS1. Yes, it is. And uh, I will combat you with Christopher Bell, who's going to be in the 61 Hattori racing machine there. So I'll try to uh, compete with you this weekend with Christopher Bell. All right. That should be a good battle, man. We'll see how it turns out. Absolutely. Uh, the Xfinity race, the last year's winner is Noah Gregson, so he will not be in the Xfinity field this time around. Uh, I get to pick first here. You're kind of on a three-race win streak here in the Xfinity series. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott, who's going to be in the Hendrick Motorsports number 17 car this weekend. We've already seen that car, that truck, uh, holy car, yeah. We've seen that car rip around uh, the track already with Larson earlier this year and others. Um, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to throw Chandler Smith. He was, he was uh, pretty hot last week. Uh, he won the truck race there last year. So I'm going back to back, uh, weeks and I'm going to throw another Chandler Smith at you. 
Very good. Yeah, I kind of went with Chase Elliott, who won the Cup Series race last year. So Chase Elliott is the defender, defending winner in the uh, Cup Series. I'm going to go with a guy who's won at Pocono multiple times here. Uh, I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin. I'm going to use him for the second time this year. Yep. So he uh, he won the race last year and got disqualified along with his partner that was right behind him, and he got disqualified too. So I'm going to take him too. If he's going to run on uh, Saturday on the truck race, he's going to already have the experience. So uh, I'm going to finish out, use it for the third time. I'm going to use Kyle Busch one more time. We'll see uh, which Gibbs car turns out best. Well, no, that's uh, right. Hold it, hold it. That, uh, that's not right. Kyle Busch ain't a wow. I'm a, did I fumble that one? Anyway, yeah, Kyle Busch used to be with Joe Gibbs. There's a reason why he got away from there. So <laughs> you can edit that if you'd like. Oh no, uh, we'll keep that in there. <laughs> we'll keep it we, in there. We do make mistakes here. All of a yeah. sudden, yeah. Well, you know, after 12 years of being with Gibbs, you just think that he's with Gibbs. But that was the case last year that the two Gibbs cars got taken out. And Chase Elliott got the win by default. So, but anyway, yeah, we'll see where uh, Kyle Busch can do against Hamlin. Yeah, also I want to take a peek here because uh, we're coming up on playoff time here for point standing. So it looks like uh, Corey Heim may win the regular season for the trucks here if nothing catastrophic happens. That's 15 points, man. Championship points, that's huge. That is so huge. Yep. Uh, so he's up 26 on Zane Smith, 51 on Majeski, 53 on Rhodes, 61 on Enfinger. So it's looking good for him. Yeah, for sure. So that's and the there's guy. Only, there's only that's two the races in and Richmond. Yep, that's it. And then uh, it's playoff time for the trucks already. Yeah. Um, I won't get into the other ones. Uh as much because it's uh, we got a few more races before the other ones kind of get closer but uh trucks only two races away that's gone quick it does man yep so we're starting to look into the fall here season's going so fast man we were looking forward to the fourth of july and that's already done and gone and saying holy <laughs> pretty soon labor day will be here so enjoy summer while we got it it's going quick no doubt also some news dropped as we were starting this uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, or SVG as everyone likes to call him because that's a mouthful, um, is going to return to Trackhouse Racing for the Indy Road Course. So SVG is back with Trackhouse at Indy. Yeah, well, the way he performed at Chicago, I can definitely see with a victory. Um, looked like it suits him well with a road course, so we'll see where that goes. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, any uh, finishing thoughts from you, buddy? I hear also they were talking today that uh, looks like uh, Ryan uh, Priest, uh, Ryan Priest is going to be getting one more year with uh, with Stuart Haas. It's pointing that way, so don't be surprised if there will be a, a sign that's there. So, um, yeah, otherwise it's just uh, Thursday night, Thunder tomorrow night. We're going to do a big Dijon's, uh Dijon's run up there on Saturday. Weather looks good for also for Pocono. Um, I only saw 5% and Looks like good weather. They're going to have a whole bunch of rain there on Friday, but Saturday, Sunday looks good over in Pocono. So weather looks good for the weekend, man. Good, good. Yeah, um, looking forward to uh, Thursday Night Thunder tomorrow night. 
Looking forward to the Deachins uh, Memorial on Saturday. And then we'll catch back up with everyone next Wednesday. And next Wednesday's guests will be the two of Jordan Thiel, the number two super late model Wisconsin International Raceway. So Jordan Thiel will be joining us next week. And also we're going to catch up with Ty Majeski. So uh, two guest podcast there. So might be a little longer than normal, but uh, two great guests there. I'm really looking forward to ch- uh, checking in with Jordan Thiel because he's been doing quite well in his first full-time season at Wisconsin International Raceway. Ain't nothing better than twice going on the hotline in one night. So, yeah, looking forward to it. So, everybody get your rest so you can stay up and listen to it. Or get your coffee the, ne- or get your coffee the next day and have an extra cup. Yeah, there, there you go. You go. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Well, uh, thanks, Mark, for, for doing this again with me. And uh, thanks, everyone, for your support. And, hey, we'll see you tomorrow night and talk to you soon. See you at the track, man. See ya. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.